going to throw it. And he's got the touchdown! Here's Brady's pass. It's Gronkowski! Oh! Max strips it! He is unbelievable! Welcome to the Tabor Gridiron Podcast. I'm Steven here with Isaac once again. This was an epic, yeah, I can call it epic. Not every week is epic. But when you got Thanksgiving and then your regular football, it was just like a bonus. I mean, you always got Thursday night football. But Thanksgiving football, you get three games. It was like a Sunday. Actually, I don't even know what day it is right now because it'll the days were all jumbled up. Right, Isaac? Isn't it just kind of weird? It when, is very weird. Like after Thanksgiving and then like yeah, school yeah, break. Like, well, it and felt just... like Saturday, Sunday and then you're like, well, wait, it's only Thursday. But again, having three games... Starting at eleven thirty Central Time. Oh, it's great. Yeah, some good stuff. It's always the Lions. It's always the Cowboys. The Bears and the Lions got to play the first game, and yeah, uh, it was kind of as lame as we all were thinking it would be, right? Yeah, it was pretty lame. And honestly, I think uh, the NFL played it smart by making them the first game kind of the appetizer. I actually not really because appetizers get you ready for what's going to happen. But this was kind of just that waiting room of we got to wait for the Colts, the Buccaneers. We got to wait for the Raiders. And I mean, it just was, it was just sad. It was, it was a sad game. And we almost lost. We almost gave the Lions their first win. Like, I don't On know what the Bears are doing. I, we just we barely won this game. Exactly. Okay, let's just kind of just fast forward all the way to the end. If you remember, the Bears are like around the 10-yard line. I think they were inside the 10-yard line. It's first down. A touchdown wins the game. A field goal wins the game. And they just kneel down to waste the clock and then kick the game-winning field goal. I don't really know that I like that thinking. Like, why are we not aggressive? Why can we not score points? You've, you had three chances to try to run it into the end zone, waste the clock, and try to run it in and just play some smash-mouth football, get it in the end zone, win the game. Are are you that – is there that much lack of confidence in the team and the players? You're afraid of getting a turnover that you're just going to kneel the ball? What if we missed the field goal? Because that could happen. Exactly. I mean, they didn't. They won, but it was kind of lame all the way around. It was. And the the big thing that really made it lame was the fact that, one, we're playing against a team that has not got a win yet – and that really shows insult to injury. We're scared of their defense. They haven't even won a game, and we don't even want to play against them. It was just really pathetic, and they just waste the clock. Like you said, what if they miss the field goal? And there's and there's that always, would have been bad. We missed w- it, game over, and we lose. That would have been horrible. And I don't know. So I that, mean, Matt Nagy's job is kind of on the line. It is. He's like stringing along here. Yeah, we got the win. Andy Dalton got the start. Andy Dalton actually, hats off to him. He played very well. He did. Especially under just all the criticism, all the negativity, just everything going around. You're starting, then you're replaced, then you got the rookie, the rookie gets hurt. Like, I'm really proud of Andy Dalton. He really held his own, and he played well. The Bears' system is just messed up. It is. So it doesn't matter who you take. You can take Jay Cutler, who was a good quarterback, whether you want to think it or not, he had really good skill. You got Andy Dalton, good quarterback. Nick Foles, good quarterback. You got, you know, our, all these quarterbacks coming in, and they all struggle because it's the Bears' system. Exactly. Moving on from that then, we 
Sunday night. See, I want to say Sunday night, but it was really Thursday night. Thursday night, awesome game, Bills and the Saints. I thought it was going to be a lot more fun than it actually was. Bills won. I wanted the Bills to win. The Saints, all their main running backs were out. Elvin Kamara was out. Ingram's out. You got third-string running backs. Their quarterback situation, Trevor Simeon is not playing well. Why is Taysom Hill not in this game? That's like all I was thinking about during the game. Like you see Trevor Simeon playing, and he's just not really at that level. It was like watching a Bears game. It was. The Saints were playing like the Bears, and I felt bad because Drew Brees was announcing the game. Exactly. And I was like, man, that just had to be really hard. Like did he just want to be like, all right, I'm going on the field. How do you even sit there and watch that just – to know, like those, you know, those are the coaches. A lot of those players that you were there, and you had this high-powered offense, and it was I, high-powered for a long time. I think and they scored six points, you know, on Thursday. That that's pretty sad. Taysom Hill should have been in. Yeah, I'm fine with starting uh, Simeon, but once halftime hit and you guys are kind of getting blown out and you are struggling that much, you don't even have your running your star running back in. Put Taysom Hill in. Yes. They're talking about putting him in this week. I I hope that this coming week that uh, Taysom Hill is in and could kind of prove what he's capable of doing. We've all been watching him for the last couple of years, and he can do a lot. Mm -hmm. Is he the answer for the Saints? I don't know, but I think he's a better option right now than Simeon. Oh, for sure. They also need to get their running backs back. When so many teams, so many injuries is not helping anybody. Exactly, and the big thing is that really just hurts them is the fact that so when Drew Brees left obviously Jameis Winston stepped in and he knew he had big shoes to fill people weren't the the happiest and whatnot but he did really well and I thought sweet maybe I mean he's never really going to be Drew Brees but I mean he 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 can he can do what he's being paid to do he can live that like he can really just do what he's being. They had to do. more potential oh, with him potential. starting as well, but again, injuries. You know, again, even with the Bears game, so many of the injuries on the de- de- defensive side of the ball. I mean, Max out for the season. You had Eddie Jackson out. So many injuries that you're not really going to be able to win games. I mean, there needs to be the next, you know, the mentality of the next man up, and you need to step up and fill that position, but. Second stringers can't always carry the team for you. Exactly. And so another game that I wanted to highlight, which was very entertaining, was the Bucks and the Colts. The Bucks and the Colts. Now, this game was kind of an anticipated one. Was it anticipated? I mean, we all we were all looking at this game and we thought it would be pretty good. And first off, the Buccaneers had four rushing touchdowns, which is a first since 2012. So they were clearly on fire and they were playing at a really good level. But I have to say, the Colts just had an incredible defense. They were stopping Tom Brady. They were putting the brakes on him. And I the defense did really well. But I think the one player that I think just stood above the stood above them all was Jonathan Taylor. I, I think well, Jonathan Taylor has been on fire week in and week out. That's true. And the Colts are definitely a scary team right now to be facing. But again, you could look at Carson Wentz. He's coming in, different system. He's playing well. They had a chance to beat the Bucks. They did. To beat Tom Brady. The defense did a really good job putting pressure on Tom Brady. So if you look at it, the defense would have been able to shut down the run game of the Bucks. They would have won. Mm-hmm. 
it was still a battle. They still went. I think they ended up tying the game late in the fourth quarter. And then, of course, you give Tom Brady the ball with any amount of time left as the last drive in a game, uh, 9.9999% of the time, he's going to win. Exactly. And that's just, I mean, it's not like, oh, that's going to, it's, you just don't make that happen. You just, you run out the time. You do not give Tom Brady the ball with time left because people always think, oh, he has only a couple seconds. He can never do anything. Well, he can. Let me tell you folks, he can do something with that little bit of time. He can just throw a helmet. He can do so much with just that little bit of time. It's crazy. And it kind of goes to show how he can transform teams because he went from the Patriots to the Buccaneers, which honestly, the Patriots, they've been doing great. They beat the Titans this week. Because it's a system. Exactly. We keep talking about that. I just, I, the Patriots have a great system going on. It wasn't just this. A Tom Brady clearly won those Super Bowls. You know, a team effort for sure. I'm not saying he solely won those Super Bowls, but had a leadership, had a skill, and, a, and an elite aspect to him that helped them year in and year out get to the playoffs, championship games, Super Bowls. Can they continue to do that? We'll see. They're, I think they're going to be a really good team for a while because of their system. So, Again, you're taking a rookie quarterback. You're taking all these no-name players. You know, second, third stringers sometimes have to step up, and they're playing extremely well because of the system that they have going on. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bears need. The Bears need a new. They they they, they don't need like an upgrade. They change it. They need a new system. Yeah, they, they we need, need like a complete overhaul for the Bears, for the Jets, mm-hmm. uh, the Lions, the Lions. They haven't won a game in who knows how long. This is the NFL, right? Exactly. Like, what is going on? All right, before we get a little further here, Isaac, because I, I want a couple more games and talk about some of the scores of them. So why don't we go ahead and get some scores in here and you know see what what kind of really happened throughout the league and kind of you know a couple of high scoring games, a couple of low scoring games, right? What's the score? Nothing. Nothing. What's the score? What's the score? All right, it is time for scores in 60, Isaac. You ready to go? Yeah. Let's see what we got around the league. So first off, we got the Saints and the Bills. Somehow the Bills just obliterated the Saints 31-6. to The Bears had a, had a sudden overhaul against the Lions 16-14. to Don't know how that one pulled off. In a high-scoring game, the Raiders beat the Cowboys with a field goal 36-33. to The Buccaneers came on top of the Colts 38-31. to the Patriots, in a surprising turn of events, beat the Titans 36-13. to The Jets come, somehow came on top of the Texans 21-14. to The Giants beat the Eagles in a very low-scoring game 13-7. to The Dolphins came on top of the Panthers 33-10. to The Bengals beat the Steelers hard 41-10. to The Falcons actually came on top of the Jaguars 21-14. to The Falcons have been doing pretty good these days. Chargers and Broncos. The Broncos came out of the Chargers 28 to 13. The Packers in a surpri- the Packers beat the Rams 36 to 30 28. The Viking the 49ers beat the Vikings 34 to 26 and the Ravens came on top of the Browns 16 to 10. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. That's a divisional game. Good stuff right there. Mm-hmm. And 41 to 10. The Bengals just walked all over the Pittsburgh Steelers there, huh? Yeah, that was a crazy. That was crazy. And the thing is, people think 
honestly, like I was saying, there are people don't really think like these year, these past few years, teams that have been regarded as not good or just okay have been at an elite playing level. Like who would have thought the Bengals were seven and four? Nobody did. Nobody, nobody besides like diehard Bengals fans knew that. And who would have thought the Seahawks are seven and three? And or no, three and seven. And honestly, it just goes yeah, to a show. A lot of people wish the Seahawks were seven and three. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and it just goes to show how things change so fastly. And that's why we watch football because things are always changing. It's always shifting around and you just never can predict yeah exactly and teams are becoming good and And that's why i'm getting killed in my fantasy league because everybody all the you know uh, analysts everybody's like they're like the weathermen you just kind of guess and you can be wrong half the time or more than half the time and nobody you know you still get paid to do your job because they're like oh you got to start this guy oh this this is going to be a great game the quarterback's going to walk all over the defense this is going to be the best game for this receiver and they do like absolutely nothing because again you never know what's going to happen baltimore and cleveland sunday night football that could have been good it could have could have been a a fun I, i guess it could be fun depending on how you look at it I don't know what the record is. I should look that up as far as the most turnovers in a game. I, I There had to be some type of record for, like, the most turnovers in a period of a couple minutes. Yeah, You and I are watching this game, Isaac, and it was – I don't know if it was comical. I was just like, are, are we watching football? Are we watching the NFL? There was, like, an interception and then – the Ravens would get the ball, and then, like, the next play or, like, two plays later, it was another interception the other way, and then the Browns got the ball back, and then it was, like, a fumble, and then the Ravens got the ball back, and there's, like, a fumble. Like, it was just back and forth crazy before halftime. I was just like, somebody needs to kneel down and go to halftime. Like, restart. I think the score was, like, 6-3 to at that point. Like, just restart. Like, Stop playing right now. You guys are just killing yourselves. Exactly. And they were just, they were literally just shooting each other, shooting each other in the foot because they were just, it literally looked like elementary football, like little kids playing football. They were just going back and forth because there was no structure. There was no common sense, really. It was just throwing the ball back and forth. And it was really sad. And like you said, they just need to go back into the locker room and just, get everything together because well apparently this wasn't like the worst game i think they had about six turnovers in this game okay when you say I, it like that it's not horrible. it doesn't sound horrible right i'm looking it up now six turnovers but i think they just all happened like in that few minutes of time where it was like what is going on that is crazy i'm gonna have to get like the real accurate right now just quickly looking it up the most turnovers for Let's see, the NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Chicago Cardinals, that's going way back, and the Detroit Lions, not surprised Detroit's in there, are tied for the most turnovers in a game. How many do you think? Uh, eight. Eight? Yeah, 12. Twelve. Wow. Can you imagine watching a football game, an NFL football game with 12 turnovers? That is sad. On so I, many I guess levels. it'd be great if for defenses. Oh yeah, it, it's great for fantasy defenses. Whoever, whoever good, was good playing against there. that team in back in the day with, fan, did they have fantasy? No. Yeah. 
No. This is only like a couple of years we had fantasy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you know, we, we won't go. I, I didn't grow up with all this stuff. I didn't grow up with the phone. Wow. I had like a black and white computer. Oh. The internet really didn't exist. There was no like email on your phone, your devices. Wow, we're, we're yeah, we can just keep going on and on, but we won't because we're going to talk football here. Yeah. So, okay. Where do you think we're at right now? Playoffs, teams, we were talking about, I still think that Buffalo can make a run, and I think that Buffalo can do really well. They need to get some stuff together, and I think that they have the potential just to really push forward. The Chiefs started to kind of find themselves a little bit. I think that they have that potential. Buccaneers, they're obviously steamrolling in. I don't know what what's your team right now. Who who do you who do you really like going into everything? Uh, you know, I've been looking, and so here's the thing. Uh, I w- I would go for the Saints, but realistically, ever since Jameis Winston got hurt, they just everything got blown up, and they are out in disarray. And unless they pull things together really quickly, I don't. They're not making it. Yeah, I, I can't see them even making the playoffs really at at yeah. this point. And so honestly, I'd have to go with. Either the Chargers or the um, the Patriots, the like original the original Patriots. I would love to see them. I you know what I would love to see Patriots and Buccaneers Super Bowl. You you want to see a Patriot the the Patriots back into the Super Bowl? Yeah, it would be great. It would like, it, throwback. Well, <laughs> yeah, it would be throwback. It would be what would be interesting about it is if they do make it to the playoffs. One would that hurt Tom Brady more as far as his career and what he did to go like, oh, Tom Brady didn't make him. And again, I don't think it's just one person. I don't think it was Bill Belichick and the coaching. I don't think it was just Tom Brady. It was the team as a whole. The, that mm-hmm. team with all those players throughout the years all played their butts off and made it to the Super Bowl and won those. But it would be interesting to have a rookie quarterback go in the system as well as they're playing and to make it, I think they're going to clearly make it in the playoffs. I think they're going to make it far in the playoffs. They have like the number one defense right now. They're top of their division. Bills are right behind them. It's, that would be very interesting. It would be very Chargers, interesting. I'm with you on the Chargers. I want to see the Chargers. That division right now, ironically, is kind of crazy. The Chiefs are up at 7-4, and four, and then you have the Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos all at 6-5 and five right now. Like it's kind of anybody's division. Broncos, ah. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to really pull through. I, 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 Chargers. No. I think the Chargers are. Oh, gonna Cardinals do good. Cardinals. They they can do. Cardinals something. are definitely steamrolling and and doing their thing without their star quarterback. Exactly. I mean, they're top of their division right now, nine and two. They had a bye week this last week, but they get Kyler Murray back. They're they're definitely. It could be a Cardinals year. It could be, and that's kind of the heart, and that's kind of the thing, like. The reason we watch football is because there's always going to be changing parts. There's never going to be, just, I mean, with exceptions like the Patriots and different teams and whatnot. But um, it there are lots of new teams in the playoffs this year because last year was kind of basic stuff. But honestly, that's why we love football. You and, never know what's going to happen. Exactly. And will you join us next week when we talk more? And maybe football? the Seahawks will come back. They're oh, three maybe. and seven, win the Super Bowl. That yeah. would be crazy. Nah. Bye.